Yansabye naba evening bright tabano kunabo bajabira kumkutu. And they are on Zoom. Erabo bali kuzoom. We're listening to this. Ngabau didizabigena mas. So we greet the saints there. Abatukuvu namwe tuvalamsa. Also the pastor, brother Ntai. Namsumba ulugana Ntai. And we. Trust that this will be a blessing to all of us tonight. Amen. I'm reading out of the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. And stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spoke within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Yesu nadamu na mugama ndi Simoni Niko chenja gala okukuburira Na gama ndi omuigiriza Yogera There was a certain creditor which had two debtors The one owed 500 pence And the other 50 And when they had nothing to pay He frankly forgave them both Tell me therefore which of them will Love him most. Waliwomu ntwe ya wolanga. Na ye ya lina baba njababiri. Omu ngaba njiwa edinari vitano. Nomu lalatano. Awebali ngatebali na cha kumusasula. Naba sonyu wabombi. Kale abo. Alisingo kumuagala. Aliwa. Simon answered and said. I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him. Thou hast rightly judged. Simoni nadamu na mugamanti ndoza oyogwe ya singo kusonyi wenyinji na mugamanti osazeburunji. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil doubt did is not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is given, the same loveth little. 
Nachukiro mukazi oyo nagamba Simoni nti olabo mukazono nyingi de munyumba yo notompa mazigabi gerebyange na yono na yono atonyeza amaziga kubigere byange nabi simuza envirize tonywegedde gwe na yono wenaka yingirira tanalekayo kunywegera bigere byange tonsize mafuta kumutwe gwange na yono ansiza mafuta agomugavu kubigere byange chevanku Gamanti, a sonny dua ebibibie ebinji, Kubango quagala que kunji, naye a sonny buacatono, o quagala que cutono. And this is what Jesus Christ spoke, and he spoke first to uh, Simon and told Simon the woman's sins are forgiven. And then now he turned to the woman and he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us read the last two verses. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Hallelujah. So this evening, by the grace of God, I'm dealing with revel uh, the power of revelation one more time. And this, to the local church here, will be part six. And I know I've shared this already on the Zoom with the saints at evening light, so... Uh, this might be, I think, part two or three of, of that. Uh, on this subject. And so, um, I, I promised that I would now deal with this uh, subject of this woman with the alabaster box. You remember in the book of Hebrews 11, 6. By now, all of us should be able to say it without even reading. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. But without faith, let us say it one more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. If you come to God, it is a must. It's not an option. It is a must for you to have faith or else your coming to God will be in vain. And if you come to God believing then he is a rewarder to you that diligently seek him. So we noticed and we've noticed over the time now that faith 
His revelation. And I will keep saying this until the, the Holy Spirit takes it off of my heart. You know, Brother Barnum one time preached on Job. And he kept on talking about Job on the, on the heap of ash. Job on the heap of ash. Service after service. After service after service. And one person one day asked Brother Barnum, When are you going to take Job out of the ash? <laughs> and he said, but you, he told the congregation, but you remember when time was right and he took Job out of the ash, the revival broke out out of the tabernacle. So maybe there is a revival that God wants to break out from among us. And so we talk about faith and revelation. And don't get wary about hearing about it. Praise the name of the Lord. So because God brings spiritual food in due season. He knows what we need and when we need it. And sometimes if it is not supposed to come from this mouth, I can even prepare myself and God bring somebody else. So he knows when to bring, what to bring to you. So this evening, this is what he has brought to you. And I wanted to open your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you expectant this evening? Amen. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You can never please God no matter what you do. You can dress well. It can never please him. You can live morally right. It can never please him. You can come to church every service. It will not please him. You can give all your goods to the poor. It will not please him. You can make your hair nice. You can dress like a good old saint. It will not please him. There is one thing that pleases God. And that is faith. When God sees faith, he is pleased automatically. And the problem we have with the Christian world, not even the unbelievers out there, but the Christian world, the problem that we have, that we always look at things on as do's and don'ts. Let me do this so that I please God. Let me not do that so that I go to heaven. Let me do that so that I will be seen as a very good man. Let me not do that so that I will stand out be, 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 uh, out of the, of, the, of the crowd. Let me tell you, God doesn't see all those things. God is not even interested in all those things. God is not interested in what somebody did or what you did or what somebody did not do or what somebody did. We go to heaven only on one basis. One basis. That is faith. 
And the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Now friends, does it mean that we should never have any works? Listen, the Bible says that our faith is manifested through our works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Now, so what does it then mean? It means as believers, we are expected to to do what? Always God expects us to do work. The good works of the good works of the good works of faith. Not the good works of myself not the good works of yourself the Bible says your works of righteousness are filthy rags before God you will try to do the best you can you will try to give Yes, you, you will sacrifice and you give you will sacrifice and visit the sick you will sacrifice and give your second cloth to somebody else you will come to church by sacrifice as a duty as something you must do let me tell you these things don't please God it means nothing before for him. But God wants to look at a Christian. God wants to look at a man and a woman who are going to offer works of faith. When he is going to do something because it has been moved by something that is beyond you. What is that called? That is called revelation. Brother Barnum has explained it to us. When he said, what is faith? He said, faith is the revelation of the will of God. Can you say amen to that? Faith is the revelation of the will of God. God told Cain if you do well will you not be accepted but Cain was not accepted because he did not do the will of God what was the will of God the will of God was supposed to be revealed to him by revelation are you following me the will of God was what Abel did. But let me say this. What if Cain went to Abel and asked Abel, Abel, tell me, what have you done that has pleased God? And he would say, you know, my brother, I have given sheep. And sheep, God is pleased. I squeeze the sheep I remove, uh, and the blood spilled and I gave it as an offering to God as a burnt offering 
What if Cain after hearing that decided to go and also give a sheep. Squeeze it. Cut it. Blood would spill everywhere. And then he would give it as a bad offering. Do you think it would please God? You are now quiet. That's how many believers are. You think that doing the right thing is what God requires. But you are doing the right thing without having the reason why you are doing it. Let me put it this way. You are doing the right thing without revelation. You are doing the right thing because somebody else did it. You are coming to church because you must come and because somebody else came to church. You are giving because everybody has given you are the only one who has not given so you must give. That doesn't please God. That is a bad offering. It is as good as when you have not given at all. What does God require of us? God requires us to have revelation. There is something that Abel had. Something that told him how to give lamb and not fruits. What was that? That did not come from the environment around him. That came from God himself. Hallelujah. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing the word. So when you hear the word as I'm speaking to you I am not giving you faith. But as I'm speaking to you by what I'm saying God himself out from heaven powers down gushes of revelation in your soul and he begins to reveal to you hallelujah Amen. you have to do this you, you have, have to do that no. from today you have to stop that from today you have to change this what is that divine revelation no man talked to you no man talked you into doing it. But it was revealed out of the abundance of revelation. The moment you do it, God will look at it and he will smile at you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you by revelation. Don't worry when I shout at you. Hallelujah. Amen. Divine revelation. But the Banam says, and there are three elements that people live in. First is the humanistic. Second is divine revelation. And third is vision. Now in prayer, if when you pray for anyone, in humanistic, you may say, well, I hope you get well. I'm believing with you, trying to get all the faith I can. I'm believing with you. That's human. But second is divine revelation. When something is revealed to you, you just know in your heart it is going to happen. Yet there is nothing but just revelation. You come to me you say, Pastor, I'm struggling in my finances. I need prayer. And then I pray with you. I pray with you. 
And then after I pray with you, I said, Brother, I believe God will do it. Keep on believing. And then you go your way. I'm trying to, you know, be a human. According to what God said, I believe the word. And I've done what God said. And we say, Amen. That's good. That's what most of the time we do. But, divine revelation is something else. You come to me, Pastor, I'm struggling financially. Then I pray with you. Maybe by, by revelation, I will tell you. Negamba, brother, Uganda, go and start a company. Now, Kati. that Echo. is not by humanistic. I didn't see a vision. I didn't see nothing. I didn't feel things. But by revelation, I spoke to you. Now, when you take that and you believe it and it's revealed to you and you do it, God will reward it. He's a rewarder. Them that come to him. Amen. Believing. God is a rewarder. But then there's another one. Thus says the Lord. That is a, when you see a vision. That is a, thus saith the Lord. That one can never fail absolutely. But today I'm speaking to you on divine revelation. You see, this is what we need to overcome many things and demons we are fighting with. Friends, I may preach to you for years on the same thing but if you don't receive revelation you can never move from where you are it is by revelation that you overcome because remember revelation is faith and brother Banham says faith has muscles hallelujah when you have faith amen you are not moved you sing a song, I shall not be moved, I shall not be moved. I shall be like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. When people will tell you you are a fool. Don't do that, don't do this. How can you do that? How can you do that? But it is revealed to you that as a woman, I must not wear a trouser. You are not doing it even because the Bible said it. Doing it because you had the word. And God revealed it to you, sister. So when you throw away your trousers, it is by divine revelation. And no man can move you away from revelation which has come from God. And when you do a work on the basis of revelation, God must always reward that work. Because God doesn't see it as a work. God sees it as faith. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says Abraham, Abraham. Amen. D was a father of faith. In Hebrews 11. The Bible says by faith Abraham. By faith Moses. By faith Abel. All these people. What they did, they did by faith. Imagine. Imagine. Here is a man. Abraham. He was 
without a child for a long time. And God gave him a son. And the same God who gave him a son. He told him. Are you, look at me. He, he, what I'm saying. he said. Give me your son. Sacrifice him to me. If it were you, what would you do? What did Abraham do? He took the boy and took him out. He went with the people who were riding the donkey with the firewood and with his boy. And when he reached the the banks of the mountain. He, he told the other men. Now. Here is where you stay with the donkey. I'm going to go up on the mountain. With my son. Listen. To worship. He didn't say I'm going to kill my boy. He said I'm going to kill my son. I'm going to worship God. Not to kill him, my son. But to worship God. What was that? Revelation. But there's a little more. I always say this. When he told those people. I don't know whether they, know, they knew anything. But he told them. Here, start with the donkeys. Here. I'm going to go up on the mountain to worship. Let me tell you, sometimes we need to tell some people to stay with the donkeys. Yes. Amen. When God, let me tell you, that moment, when God gives you revelation, hallelujah, Amen. you need to tell some people to stay with the donkey. Stay with the donkey. Start with the donkey. As for me, Inze. I have the revelation of what it is I'm going to do up there. And I cannot take you with me up there because you don't have the revelation that I have. I'm going to go up there because I have revelation. When you receive revelation, it lifts you from the place of loyalty and takes you higher ground of faith. <laughs> and then when you reach there, <laughs> the man reached there with his little boy. And the boy asked him, he said, Father, here is the firewood. But where is the sacrifice? He said, God will provide a sacrifice. God told Abraham, give me your son. He knew what God said. But he also knew what God said before. God doesn't change his word. God had said before that your seed shall possess the gates of their enemy. And he said, look, your seed will be so many to be but blood. So Abraham knew God has to fulfill his word. God cannot fail. And he knew if it is not by Isaac then it is by somebody else. But what I know it is by Isaac. Because God told me I'll give you a son. And God did not give me a God. He gave me a son. And therefore, this is the beginning. 
great move of the Holy Ghost in my lineage. Abraham knew that knowledge is what I call revelation. That knowledge is what I call faith. When you know that you know that you know someone cannot turn you away from that knowledge. Amen. The mind of Jesus Christ. And Abraham. While he was there. The boy asked him. Say father. Where is the sacrifice? He said don't worry. In other words. I know. It is revealed to me. God must provide a sacrifice. He didn't know that he had evidence. It wasn't something he saw. It was something he believed. Faith is something you possess even when you can't see. Someone would say, prove it. I believe it. That settles it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. The Bible says that they are going to be overcomers in the Lord this year. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And I believe I am one of them that is going to overcome this generation. And right there and then, in that situation, in that condition, as he was giving the son painfully, there was a lamb that God had provided the sacrifice. Faith never fails. Many things will fail. People will fail. Systems will fail. But revelation can never fail. There is a power that cannot fail in revelation. It didn't fail And Abraham was counted to be a faithful man. A man of faith. Because he believed God. Let me tell you, let us believe God. Let us believe God. There is a song we sing. I believe God. I believe God. It shall be done. Even as he says, trust and obey. Look up and say, I believe, I believe God. Do you think it was easy for Abraham to believe God? It was the hardest thing for him. It was hard because he was going to lose his only child. But he did it. And it was not without emotion. It was not without emotion. Faith has emotion. There was emotion throughout. So you can't be a man of faith. I have faith. Brother, do you have faith? Yes, I have. What do you think it made Abraham to feel? Maybe he cried. It depends on what it is. It can make you get excited. Or it, may, it can make you cry. Or, you know, like, but it is going to bring emotion. Abraham was maybe sad and teary and crying and 
Imagine when he was taking the knife to cut. <laughs> to <laughs> pierce his <side>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. But this is against me. I'm <laughs> killing myself. It's all right. Faith. An emotion no, can never be put apart of each other. That's why I was reading for you this quote. In the first seal. It says the power of revelation brings stimulation to the believer. Not to the unbeliever. To the unbeliever, he will never have stimulation. But the power of revelation brings stimulation to the believer. Amen. For the power of wine natural wine is to stimulate to bring a person that's all slumped down to a stimulation well then now there is a power of revelation of the world they have songs they sing when they get drunk in our local language here you know them let me drink and I feel it and they are happy and I lift my legs up because they are happy. They are drunk. They are stimulated. But Brother Banama said here, there is another power. The power of revelation of the world. It gives stimulation of the joy to the believer. Amen. Hallelujah. You know when you hear, I hear many times people say, I had the word today. It was so nice. I almost shouted. I almost jumped up and shouted. Why didn't you do it? That's what we call quenching of the spirit. When, when the word moves you, don't say, eh. Who else is feeling Tugamba, like I am? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, you may feel that one, nobody may feel oh, like you. Like so, Kati. when you are stimulated and you are drunk, you can't say, no one is drunk. A drunk man will be on the road alone. And he won't mind. He will still make his noise. People will look at him. Others, they will power water on him. Brother Dixon. Some will power water on him. But he won't care. He won't mind. Do you know why? Because he's drunk. Hallelujah. Brother Ivan. When you get drunk in revelation, you don't need to worry about your neighbor. You don't need to worry about your, your friend who is not feeling like you are feeling. If you feel like shouting, you shout. If you feel like clapping your hands, you clap your hands. Sometimes I'm alone in, in the room and I read the word and oh, it stimulates me. And I begin saying, Glory, hallelujah! And then my wife runs, especially during the first years of her marriage. She would be running to me. So what happened? And now she, she, she's used to that. So she no longer asks me that. 
But then I say, ah, I was just, it was the word. It made me happy. Let me tell you, friends, this word is supposed to make us joyful. Tell your neighbor, this word is supposed to make you joyful. Joyful. Say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Stimulation of satisfaction. The stimulation that it's vindicated. That it has been proved. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, Hurt not the oil and the wine. What does the oil and the wine mean? The oil, as we took it in symbol, means the Holy Spirit. Wine and the oil is connected together. In the Bible, in worship. And, and the wine, as we put, that's where I got the idea, the stimulation. Wine stimulates. Wine, its antitype of its natural form, stimulation, is revelation. Now, just think, what stimulates the church? Revelation. So, wine, the new wine would, now, the oil and the wine to, went together in sacrifice. Went together in the church worship. What is the oil? The Holy Spirit. What's the wine? Revelation. The Holy Spirit and revelation goes together in worship. You can't worship, you can't worship an, a, a, a God or you can't worship God without emotion. Have you seen, have you ever seen the local worshippers that worship their local goddesses and gods? Do they worship that God emotionless? Answer me, church. If you know what I'm talking about. Do they worship that God emotionless? As a matter of fact, they say, the truth is they say that the demon has came on me. You find them pumping. Puffing. Puffing. As they know the As they have fibers around shaking all over. They have, they, have, they have bells there around. They have tonto. As they drink. I mean. I didn't go there, but I know what happened. Why? As you see the one who is now worshiping. Even them, they get filled. They start. Because the devil impersonates God. The devil only impersonates God's worship. He wants to receive the worship that God should and must receive. But let me tell you, God in this generation, God in our generation, He is looking for a people that will worship Him in the spirit, in truth. Hallelujah. Amen. A people that will not be slumped down. A people that will not be cold. 
There was a girl who had come to church in Addis and she was But as the word was being preached immediately the demon started shouting I believe the church of Christ ought to be like that The church of Jesus Christ to be like that. Whereby if there are sinners in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Who are the sinners? Sinners are those that continue in sin and they are not willing to repent to change their way. And you know, sin is contagious. Did you know that? Sin is contagious. It goes from one to another. And before you know it, it's like disease. It's like leprosy. It's contagious. But I believe also the Holy Ghost is contagious. Hallelujah! Let me tell you, I want to be the first one. Hallelujah! Amen! To catch the fire. I don't know about you. And I want the fire to go from me to another, to another, to another. One person who has faith in the church may stand up and shout, Amen! And from there, another one. Another one, another one. Let me tell you, that's the kind of church that is the church of the book of Acts. The stimulation of revelation. Now, as oil symbolized the Holy Spirit, then we find out that oil and wine is connected in worship. Always connected in worship. And the wine I said, which come to me, that the wine symbolizes power, the power of stimulation by revelation. And that's when something has been revealed. Hallelujah. Amen. It gives stimulation to the believer because it has it has been presented by revelation. It is something that God has said. It's a mystery. They can't understand it. And after a while, God comes down and reveals it and then vindicates it. Remember, if the truth is revealed, the truth is also vindicated. God constantly no matter how smart the person might be how brilliant he might be in his mind if God don't back up what he say there is something wrong 
If I say something that this is going to happen. And I say by revelation. And does it happen? There is something wrong. God always backs up. Revelation. Faith. God always backs it Katonda one day I watched a little video with a skit. <laughs> and, uh, and this brother came from the mountain. And he spoke to a little young lady. Said, Hallelujah, sister. <laughs> Come from the mountain. I've been praying. And God revealed to me. You are my wife. <laughs> Ah, okay. It is revealed to you. Say now, brother, listen. I thank God because he has remembered me. But brother, before we continue, let me tell you, I have HIV. Also, I, uh, my womb has issues. I have this and this and this. And by the time you, she finished talking about herself, the brother had disappeared. <laughs> but the brother was saying he had revelation. Now let me ask you was that a revelation from <laughs> What was it? It was a presumption. We should never presume. Revelation comes from the world. Your revelation cannot be something different from what the Bible says. The word of God is not for private interpretation. You, if I come to you today and I tell you God has revealed to me that I should take a second wife. It is clear it is not scripture. That is not from revelation. It was from me. If you come to me and say God revealed to me that I should go into fornication, there is a problem with that revelation because it is not of God. When a revelation comes from God, it must be backed by the word. And then when it comes forth, God stands behind that. I confirm. I am the one that gave the revelation. When, when Peter spoke by revelation. And he said. Amen. Uh, uh, you are Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Jesus said. Flesh and blood has not revealed to you. But my father in heaven. And at that moment. Jesus. Vindicated what. The revelation of Peter. Yes. And so as we conclude, here is a woman with the alabaster box. This woman came in a room. Apparently, listen, listen, church, listen, listen. Where Jesus was invited. Do you know? Many Christians invite Jesus into their life. Take him as personal savior. But they stop there. Did you know there is more in him? There is more joy. 
There is more promises. There is more blessings. There is more in Christ. But why do we stop? Right here. You accept Jesus as your savior. You are baptized. But you never received the Holy Ghost. You are still taken by the things of the world. The desires of the world are still in you. Because you've not gone farther with him. Not because you're not his child. But because you've not gone farther. He wants you to go farther. And deeper. Farther. And deeper with him. Can we have that hunger? You may be in church for 10 years and you don't move an inch. And Dixon come. Dixon in just three months. He completely goes deeper. Brother Luanga was giving us a testimony. How he came in the church. And in just a matter of months. He was on the pulpit. Interpreting. What, is, what does things like that? It is revelation. When God reveals to you something. You catch it quickly. Hallelujah. Here is a woman. And Simon invited Jesus. But when Jesus came, you know whenever you invite Jesus, he will always come. But here Jesus came and he was given a corner. And he sat in a corner. And the whole time, Simon was entertaining his other visitors. Washing their feet giving them good seats, anointing their head with oil, oh, taking good care of them. Oh, you are my business associate. Without you, I don't have money. You know, you are my friend. You are my comrade. Oh, you understand me. I understand you. You remember the other time. Yeah, I remember. And they began laughing. The whole time, where is Jesus? In the corner. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is in the corner. Many Christians have put Jesus in the corner. Where is Jesus in your life? In the corner. Let me tell you, if you leave Jesus in the corner, hallelujah, he's saying in his word, if you if you tell these people not to worship me, I am able to make this stone to worship me. God will have a worshiper. Don't be deceived. God will always have somebody that will worship him and will believe him and will take him at his word. And while Simon was busy with his other friends and associates. Jesus was in the corner. But at that moment, while he was in the corner, there came a woman. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Oh my, I feel good about this. <laughs> Glory to God! Hallelujah! Here came Jesus. Yes, we are here. Sat in the corner. Right there in the corner. 
But when this woman rushed, she didn't look at others. She just went straight. She didn't look at Simon. She didn't look at the rich guy. She went straight to where Jesus was. What was that? It was revealed to her who Jesus was. And when she went there, she didn't stand on him. Oh. Let us stand and worship God. Just there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Others, they sit. You know, you are seated there. Don't sit like a rock. Worship him. The king of kings. The lord of lords. Worship him when you feel good. Worship him when you feel bad. Worship him when you have money. When you don't have money. Worship him when you have the answer. Or when you don't have the answer. Worship him in all situations. Worship him every time. That's what he desires. And he was in the corner. But this woman came. And straight away. Nobody told her to do it. Revelation. She knelt down. <laughs> because of her sins. Because of her life. She, she, she brought the alabaster box. And broke it open. Very expensive. Powered on, on his feet. <laughs> brought her hair. <laughs> Imagine brother <laughs> if you are Jesus <laughs> and a woman is very busy on your feet. <laughs> Even now it is very awkward, right? <laughs> and she didn't only do this. She brought his feet. Yesterday I worried a brother. <laughs> <laughs> she brought his feet. I don't know whether Jesus had shoes or not. But I think he had like tangerine. So no, there was no problem. She put all her tears there. And the oil. And decided to go down. And decided to put her hair there. And the whole time. Everybody looked at him. And her. And they knew that this woman is a prostitute. What is happening here? Something sinister is happening here. And this man doesn't know. If he says he is who he is, would he not have rebuked this woman? Why does he let her do this? Ah, he's enjoying it. Ah. Ah. Mm. He's also a human. Ah. <laughs> but the whole time, this woman was swimming in another world. It was the world of revelation. Revelation made her kneel down. Revelation made her bring the, the expensive oil. She gave her everything she had. What is your treasure? Revelation will make you give your treasures to him. You power it all down at his feet. Your ambitions, your wishes, your plans, everything about you is a total sacrifice. She sacrificed everything. Her tears, her hair, her hair is her glory. She gave all her honor, all her glory down on his feet. Everything down at his feet. Her tears. Some of you say, I can't 
tears when I'm in church. Shame on you. This woman tears. Tears just ran down to the extent that she was able to wash his feet. She was just there in his place. What was that? Revelation. Wash. Wash. By revelation. And the whole time, as she worshipped by revelation, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friends, don't miss this, please. Don't miss this. The whole time, as she worshipped by revelation, something was taking place. Something was happening. There is something that happens when we worship by revelation. When you give up your ambitions. That's a worship. When you give down your glory on the feet of Jesus. That is worship. When you cry in his presence. That is worship. When you break down. In his presence. That is worship. And the woman worshipped. With all her heart. There is something that happens during that kind of worship. She was a sinner. She didn't even talk about her sins. She was a bad woman. She didn't even talk about her condition. The only thing she did, she worshipped. I said she worshipped. She worshipped with everything in her. With everything in her mind. With everything in her heart. She worshipped. Hallelujah. In spirit and in truth. And at the end of it all. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus looked unto these yes, people that said and, and complained about what she was doing. If you worship God in spirit and in truth, people will talk against you. People won't understand you. But you're doing it and Jesus understands that. And at that moment, Jesus said to these people, let me tell you, she, this woman, all her sins have been forgiven. All our sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah! Amen! Not some. But all. Tell your neighbor all. When you worship Jesus, in spirit and in truth, he doesn't forgive some of us. But all your sins are forgiven. Completely wiped out. I want you to meditate on that right now. As I finish, meditate on that. All of them forgiven. Complete clean slate. And then Jesus turned to the woman. This is my most favorite moment. He looked at the woman. He said, woman, your sins that were many are forgiven. I'm that woman this evening. Your sins that were many are forgiven. 
your sins that were many are forgiven. Hallelujah! Amen! What did that? The woman who worshipped God made her and that revelation made her sins to be forgiven. Stand up on your feet and meditate about that. Your sins that have many are forgiven. Close your eyes at this moment. Think about the goodness of the Lord. Think about his grace. Don't care about anybody else. Think about yourself at this time. Please, give it a moment. Think about yourself and him. While you close your eyes, as being that woman. You are that woman now. Can you worship him? Can you accept to surrender everything at his feet? Can you accept to surrender your life at his feet? Everybody in the congregation with eyes closed. As you meditate about what you have heard, as a pianist is playing that song, I surrender all to him. Everything I give to you, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Maybe you have never given your life to Jesus and are not yet saved. But you want to do that. This can be a good moment for you to do that. And you give no. everything to him. Can you please play that song? Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you. Withholding. Withholding. Is it possible for you to surrender? It's a Lord. I'm here to surrender everything. 
you are standing on holy ground you can your sins can be forgiven like that woman the altar is right here open for you and I invite you to come while everybody's eyes are closed we are in prayer now Say, Lord Jesus, I want to surrender everything. To you. I want to worship you right here in your presence. He is where I want to dwell in your presence. I want to worship you by casting down everything that I have. All my hopes, plans, ambitions thoughts, ideas I give you my life for you to lead me for you to guide me for it is a revelation that I have received I'm still waiting for you moments like these are special special it's a lifetime experience the altar is open for you to come to come And worship with all in everybody not singing. I surrender all to you. Everything I gave to you. With all in that. With all in nothing, with all in nothing, oh, hallelujah. with all in nothing, I surrender, I surrender all to you. Do you want to surrender your life to Everything I gave. Maybe you want to go deeper with him. Please come at the altar. That's just between you and the Lord now. Oh, without enough. Without enough.